Then I say that there are many halachas. I think most of them, being as they come every year, are things people know and remember. And that's why what I want, since this year, that I said is on a Shabbos, which doesn't happen that frequently. So there are a number of differences regarding the halacha when the Al-Pesach is on Shabbos, which it's worth uh, doing revision on because they're less well known because they aren't as commonplace as the regular dinam of the Al-Asayda. And really it's negated to those places where the dinam of is of the melachas of Shabbos would maybe be change what a person's normal minak is. And the person can bring five points in halacha to be aware of when the Rasayda falls in Shabbos. Obviously if a person's organized in advance then none of these questions would come up because if everything is ready and there's nothing for him to do uh, on Saturday night, everything's already organized beforehand, so then there will be no questions in, regarding Hakkah Shabbos. But in the, the, there are those points which one has to do to prepare for the Seder, which either because of the lack of time or because one wants Dafka to do it at the Seder, because no one has to know what order to do or how to do on Shabbos. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. The first question, which is uh, Shabbos makes a difference to the norm, is the din of preparing salt water. As you know, it's a minag, the carapas, the different carapas in salt water, and when, when does one make the salt water? So again, if one's organized and has salt water already made from before Yom Tov or before Shabbos, that's obviously the easiest. But if a person would want to make salt water in order to dip the carapas into, so we come, uh, there's an Isra and Shabbos, which we come across, it's a told of Ma'abed, which is tanning, and just like it's also to turn to preserve meat, to preserve leather, which was Melach in the Mishkan, to preserve the hides to use for the Mishkan. So Midrabanan, or I guess it's maybe a told even, but even more than Midrabanan, was to make a tanning solution. And the strong salt water is considered something which can preserve leather. And therefore it was also to make, as the Gemara says, also to make hilmi, uh, which is a kind of a thick, like a strong salt water solution on Shabbos. And as far as the Shabbos go, how strong does the concentration of salt have to be in order to be an Isra and Shabbos? So the Gemara says two parts salt to one part water would be an Isra and Shabbos. Uh, even though that's, most people don't make salt water that strong, and nevertheless, it's still be careful not to, daf- to make just the salt and water only solution for Shabbos. And therefore, what are the solutions? Well, the Gemara itself gives two solutions. The one solution is to mix in any other ingredients, because salt water by itself is something which can pickle, which can preserve something. But if a person would put in another ingredient, such as oil, so then it doesn't have the same effect, and if that's the case, we'll be muttered to make a mixture of salt and water and something else as well. It's meant to be noticeable, it's meant to taste salty. It's meant to not be taste salty. It's meant to be noticeable. It's meant to be noticeable. It's meant to be noticeable. It's a little bit, even a little bit, it ruins the effect that the salt water would otherwise have. And therefore, like I said, if a person should prepare the salt water before Shabbos, if one doesn't, then one has to add something else to the salt water on Shabbos in order not to make it a pickling solution. 
The other option is to use vinegar, which some people do the chatechile anyway. But uh, uh, it will be better to use vinegar, so that's not a, to add vinegar to water has the same is not necessarily the same thing as salt, and this it wouldn't apply. Now, even though the Gemara says that it's also to salt vegetables on Shabbos for the same reason, it's, part, it's like a pickling or preserving process. But the Gemara says that one can, Mahamish example, one can take a piece of vegetable and dip it in salt and eat it. And therefore, we have no problem in Shabbos dipping the carpus into the salt water because we're going to eat it right away. Um, and then everyone would dip for themselves before they eat, which would be fine. So therefore, the first issue to plan ahead, to prepare beforehand, is to make the salt water beforehand, and then doesn't have the shayla and Shabbos of preparing it. And the second shayla, which comes up in Shabbos, and this is an interesting one, is, we'll start with, let's say, when the poets can discuss it in more detail, is, the, is, is it mutter to grind the marah on Shabbos? Now, if a person is eating that, there's no reason to grind that, but if a person wants to eat marah, which is horseradish, so then, uh, being as most people definitely can't eat a kazais of horseradish root, so when wants to grind it, it takes away a little bit of the chayifus, a bit of the sharpness. There are those who grind it before Yom Tov, always, every year, and they, they seal it well so it doesn't lose its taste. And there are those who grind it just before eating more on a regular year. And the reason to do that is twofold. Number one, uh, the practical reason is that it remains stronger. When exposed to the air, it starts to lose its sharpness. Uh, now, even though therefore, if a person wants to grind horseradish and Erev Yom Tov, uh, we have to make sure it's very well sealed to make sure that it preserves the taste, because if left open, it will lose its taste very fast. But because of this, those people who want to grind it at the seder table in order to make it that the, the taste of marsh should be more sharp, and that presents a problem on Shabbos. Because grinding toichen is mutter on yantav, but grinding is not mutter on Shabbos. Therefore, that into small pieces, which is how one grinds horseradish. There was a second reason that this is mashmut from the Vilnagon, which is why they would, he would grind the horseradish at the seder. Obviously, not on Shabbos, but in most other years. And Lemaise is this is a question which one often has been bothered with, and I think the Vilnagon is the only solution. And that is that it's clear from the Gemara that they used and it's in halacha as well. That they used to dip the marah into charesis. Now, what was the reason they used to dip the marah into charesis? So, there seems to be two different understandings in the Rishonim. You know, the Gemara says the reason was to kill the kapo, which was like to take away the sharpness, or some of the, Rashi says the eris, which let's say means the, the, the eris if it means poison, but in this case it would mean the effect of the sharpness of the marah. They would dip into charesis. And there was a Mahalik Rishonim, they used to eat the charesis as well, they used to shake the charesis off and just eat the mar. Now, if we're talking about lettuce, it's not difficult to dip lettuce into charesis. That's the solid thing. You can dip it into charesis and you can eat it. But if you're talking about horseradish that's already being ground, how do you dip ground horseradish into charesis? It's, a, it's a, a ground of substance in its own right. So how are you going to dip it into charesis? I know what. And this is what the Mashmaz the Hulikon was. They used to dip the horseradish root into the charesis and afterwards grind it. And therefore, it wasn't just a shadow of grinding it in order that it should be more fresh. It was the only way to be kind of din of table bacharosis with horseradish. Because once it's already been ground up, it's, it's completely impossible to, to dip it. And whatever the case was. So that might be in most years. But when it comes to Shabbos, you can't grind on Shabbos. And therefore, everybody agrees that the Eitzah is, a person is going to have to grind the mar before Shabbos and make sure to, you know, to seal it really well 
because that way it will keep its flavor. If a person doesn't store it well and it's exposed to the air, it's going to lose its flavor. What do you want to about the tzibul b'charesas? And for around doing it for the lettuce, there's no real other etzer. Could they take root before Shabbos, dip it into the process before Shabbos, and then grind it before Shabbos? You could do that, but it's part of the midst of the night, of dipping into charesas, so we have to do it again somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's another issue here also, this is interesting. And that's what would the alternative be? Because if a person, let's say, didn't grind horseradish before it, so the law on Shabbos is, is that a person's allowed to cut up a vegetable on Shabbos, but only into chunks that he would normally, bigger than he would normally cut. And therefore, a person wouldn't have to chew a whole horseradish root, but you'd, have to, you'd be able to cut into small pieces, but not too small. Into, small. into smaller pieces, but not as small as you would normally do it, and that way it wouldn't be a shiloh of teichen, wouldn't be a shiloh of grinding on Shabbos. So somebody has those four-sided grinders, and normally he grinds it on the smallest Oh, you grind it on one of the large ones? No, it has to be that's bigger than people, not tough for him. That's nickel, that's not the way people grind things. It's not cut very finely. It's quite like larger chunks. So that's why, like I said, it's important to remember to grind the mara before Shabbos. Um, one other point, if you're on the topic of mara already, and that is some people, the way they want to preserve the mara is a purin to vinegar. Now, technically it works. If you put the horseradish into vinegar, so then the vinegar keeps the sharpness of the horseradish, but luckily it doesn't work. Because the Mishnah says then the second Berchem Sachim, that it's also, Mara has to be eaten fresh and not cooked and not pickled. Shlukim or Kvushim, which means either boiled or pickled or preserved, is no good. And once it's been left in vinegar for a few hours, then luckily it's got the stage of Kavush of being pickled, and if that's the stage, you're not going to be able to Mara with that. And so all the people who are relying on the store bought horseradish. It's uh, not yet Mara, because it might be sharp, but it's not a Mara that you can be Yetzir with. Uh, one has to grind the Mara and keep it dry. And the same thing, and this is a point I also want to mention, the people who want to soak the lettuces before they eat them, which is fine, for making sure that they're clean, it's, uh, they want to soak the lettuce, that's okay. But don't leave it for hours in the water. Soak it, rinse it, dry it, and uh, then you can use it for the same. If it's left for too long in the water, it also gets a dinner of being covered. And that's the case. Once again, one can't be yet to mix the letter with that. Okay, so that's the same. Oh, now that's the next thing we're going to talk about. And the next question is going to be the question of butter. And that is, are you allowed to wash lettuce leaves on Shabbos? Is that, are you allowed to separate the lettuce leaves from the stalk and wash them on Shabbos? And what's the shayla over here? The shayla is that washing something on Shabbos is normally mutter, but over here, if it's a shayla because there's dirt on the leaf and you're washing it in order to separate it, is that considered a kind of a buyer? A kind of separating the leaf from whatever's on it? If that's washing it in Then of washing fruit and vegetables generally on Shabbos, the answer is, if it's something... Right, 100%. Normally, if you could eat it the way it is, so then there's no problem washing it. It's just for hygiene. Or if I, it's not notice, there's no noticeable problem with it, I, I just don't have an issue to wash all my fruit, then again, I'm not, there's nothing in the liquor that I'm taking off it or separating it from, then it's okay. But, if I'm, but something which I know is highly infected or likely to be infested, and the reason I'm washing it is specifically to make sure that, the, that to take off any mm-hmm. dead flies or insects, whatever else might be on it, then it becomes a shadow of butter. But lettuce, they put dirt in. They put dirt into the lettuce. And if it's the, it's the actual sand that is true and I can see it and I want it off, it's also a shadow of butter. And if that's the case, just like one has to make sure to grind the mara, one has to make sure to wash the lettuce. That's another thing which has to be done before Shabbos. The Yantav is not a problem. The Yantav can do better. 
So normally in Australia there's no problem washing lettuces. The lettuce we buy is, is sometimes it says give the wash, sometimes it, does it always say wash it beforehand? Or? Depends on the lettuce you buy. Hmm? If you, it depends on the lettuce you buy. So, if, so if you're buying a whole head of lettuce, then yes, it has to be washed. You can see the sand in it still. And yeah. that's, so you better wash it before And you have to wash it before shabbos. If you're buying individually pre-washed leaves, which you can buy if you wanted yeah, to, yeah. then that's okay. You don't need to, you need to wash it. But the whole head of lettuce needs to be washed and has to be washed before shabbos. That's the third issue, the bearer. And also, when a person opens lettuce for the first time, it's very common that the outer leaves are wilted and the person wants to separate the, the good leaves from the not such good leaves. And then again, it's a problem shabbos of bearer. And everyone's better off preparing lettuces beforehand, just like it's worth you have to make sure to grind tomorrow beforehand. And that brings us to the next issue, and this is an interesting one. It's really a, a, something which I suggest every place, but it's an interesting question on Shabbos. And that is, we know that a person has to eat a certain shear, a certain quantity, a certain amount of mara, of mara. Now, most people they're working with, even though really the shear and halacha are a shear of volume, but most people it's very hard to work at the volume of lettuce leaves, and therefore most people work on a, a, a shear of area, which means we know that there's a certain area that if you're covering lettuce is very thin. You cover a certain area with leaves and lettuce, you've got the required volume of lettuce that one needs for the kazais. Oh. <coughs> now, this is the question. Normally, we say that medida, which means measuring on Shabbos, is a problem. Is there a problem measuring the size of the matzah, the size of the marah, or we compare to the arbokaisis, the afrikarivis, is it to measure the cups, whatever is going to be on Shabbos, or, or, or therefore the isur midrabana, not to measure things on Shabbos? Normally we say it's also to measure on Shabbos. The, sh- the Gemara itself says that the, the Gemara itself says that mm-hmm. the Gemara that was talking about the Moedah of the Mikvah to see if it was big enough or the Moedah of the size of Shira Vatefach to see if it was maybe Tumah. And if that's the case, one could find a hetter here too. That measuring the size of the maps or the Mara, whatever it's going to be, is Medidah Shal Mitzvah. And if that's the case, one would be allowed to measure and we'll be allowed to measure out the mirror or whatever it is on Shabbos that is said itself. Normally it's also, if it's a we don't say it's Shalmitzah. But uh, just to save time with the Seder, I always recommend if a person pre-measures the lettuce and everyone has a bag already pre-prepared, washed, the right size, the right shear, it's just you give out the bag to everybody and then it saves so much time because we're not having to try and work out the shearing at the time. If you do it in rush, it's much easier. Obviously, you need to do two bags for everybody because I need a bag for uh, the karech as well. And it makes the soda go much more smooth. Especially if you have a lot of people. Especially if you have a lot of people. I always make a time then I say to measure out matters and more and everything else. Everything, when you get the soda, it goes more smoothly. Normally, we, uh, the biggest shear is if, if you have a piece of paper which is I'm looking centimeters, 10 centimeters, by 25 centimeters, that's 23 centimeters, that's big enough. You cover that area with lettuce leaves, that's enough of a shear. That's the biggest shear. You could, there's a smaller shear too, which you, you might be able to use it with as well. In this paper, how big are we going to be? Half, half the paper? It will be at two-thirds of the area. Two-thirds? So, right. like this? Yeah. Bear, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not that big. Um, also, lettuce is highly saturated with water, so when you actually get to eating it, 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 it like it's very easy to chew. As opposed to matzah, which is very dry, 
And if a kazayas mat is much harder to swallow, the kazayas of letters, which is mostly water, once it starts to chew it, it disintegrates, and then it's easy to swallow. Is both Fourth issue of the Rasayda, we said the issue of measuring, but normally we say the Sayyid Mitzvah, where would be Mitzvah. And now this brings us to the last issue, and that is making the Kharasis. And then once again, there are those people who are annoyed to make the Kharasis at the Sayyid itself, um, for whatever reason. There's definitely a Kabbalistic reason involved. It's brought to the Darizal. The one thing he used to prepare himself for the Seder was the Kharasis. He had a special order of how he used to prepare it, or how to make his Kharasis. Nobody today uses the Arizal's recipe for Kharasis. Uh, it's very fine, hard to find all the ingredients. But it's uh, a long list. But yeah, there's 10 ingredients. It's Kharasis, including ginger, and including cinnamon, and including uh, apricot. Maybe we don't have them. Besides, we don't we don't actually use Arizal's recipe for Kharasis. So, what's the issue with making charesis on that? So, there's two issues. The first issue, once again, is going to be taken, which means if you want to grind or, or mash some of the fruits or the nuts or the apples, wherever it's going to be, so the problem of grinding on Yantuf, on Shabbos, which is a problem. And our second issue is going to be a problem of Lush. Lush is to mix things into a mixture when you're starting with liquids and solids. And you mix them together to make them into something which is like a, has a consistency of a, more of a, like a thick solid, thick mixture, that's also, and if that's the case, depending obviously on the recipe, but if a person's charis is coming out more of a thick consistency, it would be also to make it on, on, on Shabbos. And therefore, once again, it's one extra thing to add to the list of, to do tomorrow, is to prepare the charis um, for Shabbos. Because you can't grind on Shabbos, or can't mix on Shabbos. For those people who have the midnight, that they want to make the charis at the Seder, and then it is very simple. Because the, ix, the iser is grinding and the iser is making a mixture. There's no iser in diluting a mixture. And therefore, since I think everybody agrees, one of the ingredients in the charesis is wine. So if you have everything else besides the wine, you already have the mixture of the ground up uh, nuts or fruits, whatever it's going to be, and then you're just going to add the wine on Shabbos, that's for sure mutter. Because you're not making a thicker mixture. If anything, the wine's just going to make it a thinner mixture. And there's no iser in Shabbos in thinning a mixture. It's just making a thick mixture. And therefore, if a person has a miracle of making charesis at the Seder itself, like, or the, the way they should do that is just by adding the wine to everything else which has been prepared in advance. If a person wants it already prepared in advance, and then it's just a shayla of, just a shayla of, um, adding, of putting on the table, that's for sure mutter as well. There's two regular dinim which is worth uh, preparing every area, every area of Seder. This is what we spoke about until now. Again, the salt water, the, the, the horseradish, lettuce, the charosis, all those things are only a problem in Shabbos most years. None of those are an issue. Barrier, or Teichen, or Lasha, or Mutter, and Yantuf, especially for its immediate consumption. But the two other issues on the Seder, which are really some things to bear in mind, halakhically, every year, which needs to be prepared before the Seder, and uh, this year there's no different. The, one, the first one is to open the boxes of matzahs and the bottles of wine. Um, the problems with both of them. For some reason, the way they open matzah boxes is normally with like a perforation, like it's a slightly perforated thing which has to tear. It's for sure the hand, the machine boxes are like that. Yeah. The hand boxes, for some reason, uh, they always have a sticker with the name of the bakery over the opening, which is completely impossible to open without tearing the writing and the letters. And therefore, every year we say these are problems. One can't tear in a perforated line, one can't tear the letters, and therefore you have to open matzah boxes before Yom Tov which is anyway a good idea to do because 
Otherwise, we start looking for the box to find the shleim. If you put it in the center plate, it's going to be uh, also uh, takes a long time to find the shleim. It's better to have a prepared mirosh. And I think it's wine bottles. The caps of wine bottles are normally either metal caps, which are a problem to open and Javis, because it's, it's making. And you, we always talk about the metal caps is making something as a clue which never was a clue before. So you can make a hole in the cap. Right, so one can make holes in caps, which yeah. was, sorry, that, that's the Shabbos and the other equal. That's a problem on both. And uh, some of them have corks. Now, normally it used to be that you could just make a hole in the cap or just take out a cork. But uh, now no, they've upgraded their caps. And they have the name often of the... Of the Letters. Of the, the name of the, wi- the, the winery or the vineyard or whatever it is on the cap or on the cork. And you have a problem again if you can't break letters. And therefore, if a person has a clear cap or a plain, uh, plain cork, one could open it on Shabbos the answer. But once they've stamped their emblem or their initials or, or even the whole equate on the karma or whatever it is on the cap. But on, 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 the, on the metal cap. On the metal on, cap. On the rim where it opens. And sometimes they put it, it on the metal cap itself. On the top and Right, so it's oh, hard. You, it's fine, so you avoid the, the letters when you poke the hole. It's not always so easy. Either do that, but the easy is just break the seal before Shabbos the Yantif. Okay. And once you've broken the seal. Also, you put the cork where the thing isn't, where the emblem isn't, and then you do it, and then it rips as a result. That so then it's better, but it's uh, once again, if one, if one knows that one has a cork with an emblem on it, either take out the cork beforehand, or at least break the seal, break the letters beforehand. And you have a problem in Shabbos of. Uh, yeah. And then it's right, so you just cut off the top of the cork or take a, uh, something black and just black it out and they can't let it anymore. And then you, that's the one way to do it, is to prepare the boxes or the bottles which one's going to use um, before before Shabbos and Yantuf. And other than this last one I'm going to bring as a reminder, which sounds stupid, but it's actually very practical. And that is, a lot of the things that a person needs to use it to say that have been stored for, since last year, and are going to be in somewhere which is Mukta. In a place where it's Mukta to get it. Uh, where we're talking about the Haggadahs, which were in the box, which has been behind something else, or the, the corkscrew, or whatever else is going to be that a person needs at the Seder. And now, where, did, where was the pack of the last Pesach? Oh yeah, it's, it's like somewhere behind the Mukta thing, or under a Mukta thing, or wherever it's going to be. This is a very common question, or like how do you get to what you need for the Seder, even the Seder place. We have cases of people who pack the Seder plates away in the Pesach, you know, behind everything else in the Mahsan, and now they realize, all right, but now it's hard to get there because everything else which is Muqtah has been placed in front of it. And therefore, the other Eitzah, which again is not specifically a Shabbos Eitzah, every Pesach Eitzah, and then we haven't used these things for a year, is it's good to think ahead what you're going to need to use at the Seder, the person's Kittle. Where, where is it? Right, they haven't seen it since in Kippur. So again, the things that a person needs to use for the Seder is knows the things about Mirosh and you make sure that they're accessible. That they, he has them, that they're available for him to use. It's not going to be on the other side of the person trying to remember where they are and then have the question of is it mutter to get to them or, or not. Is that a part of the Yom Tov also? That applies to Yom Tov also. Yom the same. Same thing. Yom is the same. Right, so then that I said, this applies every year. There's a to think of Mirosh, what a person is going to need at the Seder. To make sure that what he has, what he needs for the seder, is going to be available to him, um, and that's pretty much for all falls into the category of we have to prepare for seder mirosh. So all these things, if you prepare mirosh, it makes it more easy and makes the seder more enjoyable. This is sheer reviews is different. There is uh... you mentioned that as well. It's a good point. Normally, there's, as you know, there's a machlokes in the shear, on all shear. There's a machlokes in how big the shearim are, 
And uh, when it comes to Arab Kaisers, there's, there's no difference. There's the share of Rav Chaim Noah, which was, that's not Rav Chaim Noah, it was the share of Yishalayim. The Minagi Yishalayim was to have 76, um, sorry, 86. 86 cc's or milliliters of as the size of a revise, and there's a share of the Chaznish, it's 149 point something, it's 150. You know, the, the, the Friday Night Kish one or the Arbacosis? No, Arbacosis. 149? Yeah. Now, normally it's. Just, the size. Right. So normally Arbacosis is. I'll have to look it up here. But uh, normally. No, it's more than four. Right. Yeah, but the smaller ones are three. Right. So normally for which is Rabbanon, we say one can rely on the smallest share, but which is 86. But uh, this we are since it's Shlal Shabbos, and there are those opinions. And Kedush Shlal Shabbos is a derasa. Then when for the first half this year, we have the Could you rely on the head of the table making the Kiddush? On a large shop, on a Shabbos case. Everybody can say, I have the smaller case. wants to have everybody drinking the biggest share, but you don't have to finish the case. You don't have to drink a majority of it. I drink it. Well, I'm not talking about me. No, the people around the table. Over. Right, but so the guest doesn't have to cups. finish the cup. Every guest is going to have two cups. Every guest is going to have two cups. This can be everybody. <clears throat> I mean, that's a, it's a chumr just after this year when. Uh, it's in Shabbos because Kiddush and Yantav is for sure not the rice. It's only in Shabbos. There are those people who think that the wine that the person uses for Arbukosis has to be wine which would be used in the Mizbech, which means not sweet and not grape juice and not reversal. And the Hashem Vidyash doesn't have to be Machim on that. One should drink what they enjoy drinking. Wasn't, isn't, isn't that a Shabbos Rambam? Yeah, they say the shame varies in Rishonim. But Rabbi uh, Yashiv held it, but doesn't have to be Machim to that. One should drink what they enjoy drinking and able to drink, and that's fine.